UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. It should my intro should play if it works. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it works. Hey guys, welcome back to another. Uh, I guess it's gonna play. I guess okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the typical. I'm muted. Uh, uh, two fascinating guests with me today. I have with me. Melanie Aguirre from the uh, Quantum Disclosure Project, and I have her friend with me who is doing a project with her with the Conversations of Aquanauten, Trina Jag. They met at the Conscious Life Expo, and um, Melanie has been able to do some amazing things with um, quantum hypnosis, you know, Dolores Cannon's method of uh, QHHT. Um, she actually was disabled at one point and she was able to heal herself with, um, with hypnosis. So, I mean, this is going to be an amazing conversation. Uh, I just want to thank you ladies for coming on the show and give you a big warm welcome. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Thanks, Rob. Good. So, um, where do we want to start with that? I guess I'll start with this, Melanie. Like, um, how what happened with your situation like how did you get introduced to hypnosis and then like how did it like um how were you able to change your life so dramatically yeah so before hypnosis i actually was doing reiki and massage therapy um i was unhappy with massage therapy but i was still very active in reiki mainly working with myself and doing a lot of self-healing and learning a lot about you know just the soul and spirit and the afterworld and who we are. And so from there, I was completely miserable with my life being a massage therapist. And I, I told the universe, literally told them I wanted a different path. And so within that different path, they thought it'd be a great idea to send me some, some warning messages, which I didn't listen to. Um, those more, those warning messages were uh, people in my life coming to me and telling me, you know, you should be a massage therapist. And I didn't, I didn't believe in hypnosis. Um, I'm sorry, not a massage therapist, hypnotherapist. I didn't even believe in hypnotherapy. I thought it was just for addictions or just to, you know, stop anxiety. And so I didn't see it for what it was. And so I ignored those messages that I was receiving. And after some time, um, I was T-boned and that left me permanently disabled from the waist down uh, with uh, permanent nerve damage 
they said it was sciatic issues. Um, but I think the hardest part was that I was at a young age where I didn't feel like my life should have been impacted that much. I didn't feel like I should have been disabled or permanently disabled for even that matter. So for me, I took the steps to do natural healing. I sought out natural therapy, um, a wide spectrum of natural healing. None of it helped. It actually got worse. And so from there, I just, I wanted to give up on it, on healing myself, but I knew I couldn't because I knew I was miserable. I was suffering. I was in tears every day and I was completely limited in everything I was doing. And that is what gave me the inspiration and motivation to find something to heal myself. And so from there I found uh, QHHT on YouTube and there was a woman who had a gentleman under regression and he was talking about the new world and the new earth and awakening. And that very, that resonated very much with me. So I looked into the regression technique, found out what it was, and I immediately was drawn to that. So I, of course, had a session for myself and learned that I wasn't supposed to be a massage therapist. I was supposed to be a hypnotherapist. And so with just learning the lesson and purpose and the reasoning why an event or incident can happen and why it can leave uh, like a damaging uh, you know, result of your body or life. It's because there's a purpose. And that purpose for me was to be a hypnotherapist and help other people. So once I kind of got myself on that track, I realized how important it was for me to be doing hypnosis. And then kind of along the way, uh, certain information was coming out. And then that's kind of when I met Trina in 2022, and I've been doing your hypnosis for almost five years. That's awesome. And I'm guessing like, did your nerves like slowly start coming back into your legs or like, how did that work? Like, were you doing sessions of like QHHT and like, it was like, was it like slowly, like, like giving you feeling back in your legs? How did that work out? That's a great question. Thank you for asking because during that regression, I had, of course, heard the message of why that accident happened. And since I had already been disabled for almost three years at that point, my body had already deteriorated from the muscle core, like my core strength. And so I felt like I had to regain my own strength back. So even though the energy was cleansed and relieved, the, my body still had to catch up physically. And so that did take some time. Um, so I just started walking more, hiking more, and, you know, just, just being more physically active. And that really helped overall. But I, I notice now that if, well, it hasn't happened in a while, but if I'm not doing my mission work, my, the nerves in my legs will actually act up and start twinging again and remind me you're not supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing this. And so that to me is really important to listen to as well. Yeah. I, and, um, and Trina, you can kind of comment on this if you want to, I was going to say, what do you guys think it is about quantum healing hypnosis that can, um, that can 
like caused such significant healing because like before the podcast, I had told you that, you know, I've had JLF Sullivan on my show. She was able to heal an amazing, like a a traumatic brain injury. You know, um, every time she would do a session, she would feel pressure being relieved from her brain. And like, there was like pressure behind her eye. It was like draining, you know, whatever, whatever the problem was, I can't remember what it was. So there's like, obviously like hypnosis can do something like, I mean, this is amazing. Like this is a, an amazing healing technique. Like now I'm sure it wouldn't work for everybody, but what do you guys think as far as like the limits of this healing modality? And like, what do you think it is that causes the healing? Um, I'd like to add that I had a, my first session, um, I think two years ago. And I think with quantum healing hypnosis technique, it actually, the, the lives that come through for you, they're the most important ones at that time to allow you to heal. They want to show you. I mean, because you've lived thousands of lives, even millions of lifetimes. But the ones that come up with a quantum healing hypnosis technique, they're, they want to show you your guide, spirit, your um, subconscious uh, over soul wants to show you the ones in this lifetime that will help you um, most benefit for your healing in this lifetime. So the ones that came up from from the very beginning, the first time I had my regression, was a pharaoh from ancient Egypt. And I kind of had to do the breadcrumbs and follow. And I just got back from Egypt and it was so profound. And uh, that was why Melanie and I worked together, just because it was so profound. And a lot of people came up to me and they were like coming up to me and saying, oh, you have the essence of Akhenaten, Akhenaten's daughter, Akhenaten. I mean, I didn't even have to say anything. But just going through the Egypt, the temples, people were coming up to me. And so then that gave me the leap of faith to work with Melanie and to be vulnerable to go into that um, expo and um, have uh, Melanie regress me. And it was quite profound. So thank you, Melanie. You're welcome. Thank you. And I also think that um, there are no limits with this hypnosis. There's (laughs) completely no limits. And it can help anybody, whether they be, like really fully believe in it or not. I think you just really have to be open to whatever comes forward and just trust, just trust that it's there for a reason and it's showing you something for a reason. Because, you know, it's just like watching a movie or reading a book that you've never even heard the preview of or even seen the cover of. You really just have to trust the story and that it's gonna take you to really what you need to see in that time yeah i just wanted to tell you guys i had five regressions done i and i, I put a couple on my channel they're way they're way back like i did them like a couple years ago like but they're, they're definitely on that there are two two of them i put on my channel and like i you know i have the name typical skeptic so i'm a little bit skeptical but i'm i'm very open-minded and i'm a believer i don't doubt it but like what was i went into it with a little bit of skepticism but then what was happening was when I was I was taken to like a death scene, like for, for some reason, like every like past life that I was in, it would go to like a war scene. Like, I don't know why. And then I would get shot in the chest. But what was interesting was in the regression, when I was when I got shot in the chest, I would feel it in this life. Like I could, you know, like my ch- not I wouldn't feel like I got shot, but it would feel like my chest would tighten up, you know, and the person who was regressing me was kind of like, oh, just, you'll be okay. Just calm down. Like, 
it's the death scene. It's the death phase. Just, just go with it. And I did. And then my body left and, you know, I, I traveled outside and I went up to, I don't know where, and it was amazing. Like it really was like, but I mean, like, do you, do you guys think these are like, these are, what do you think these are that these, these scenes of death and these past lives are that we're having? Like, is this from the Akashic records? Is this our consciousness? Is this our brain? If you had to guess, what do you think it is? Do you want to answer that, Trina, or do you want me to start? Well, it's, you guys it's both give me your opinion. Okay. Yeah, I think for myself, it's to teach you a lesson. Why did this happen? Um, once you acknowledge it and get to the root cause of why it keeps repeating, then you don't need to hold on to it anymore. You can let it go and um, heal from that that past life, for example. It's like it sounds like you've been having that past life a lot. So once you acknowledge it, did you ever come um, find the answer why you, it keeps happening, why you keep having that that um, past life come up? Because it was, me, it was like it was like I had like every time I got regressed, like I I had one where I was in Egypt, then I had two where I was in war, and I got shot in the chest once, and then I got stabbed in the chest once, and then I'm trying to think of what the other regressions were. Um, but I mean, like you know, like it was it was all I always got taken to a death scene. And I was wondering what that was like. And the only thing that I can figure is like, I'm so, um, I'm so weird about wasting time in this life. Like I, I know I, and I feel like maybe I've had a lot of lives that were short because like, you know, like humanity, we went through a lot of wars. We went through a lot of like trauma as a species. And like, if we were in these past lives, we probably all had this. So I'm thinking maybe that's why I'm the way I am in this life. That's the only thing I've been able to put together. Like maybe I've died. And when I was young in many lives, um, for example, another one was, uh, my ex-girlfriend, we, uh, she did regressions and she saw me in her regressions and I saw her, we both had past lives in Egypt and I was always real. Um, you know, I would always tell her, I'd be like, Oh, we got to hang out. We're wasting time. So the only thing I could put together is that kind of like, I felt like I, maybe was shorted on lives a, a bunch of times. So I'm like real passionate about what I do with my time in this life. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that completely makes sense. And it's all, and you know, it is in those Akashic records and it's not just in the records, it's in your DNA. And so if something happens in that one specific life, you're going to keep holding on to it. It's in your DNA. So it's not going to disappear unless you address that. And you're obviously in this this life now to recognize and acknowledge those past lives enough to learn that lesson. And so once you can do that, just like Trina said, you basically heal yourself. You heal your own trauma. You heal that uh, ancestral DNA because say something happened to you, but also happened to your grandparents, your great, 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 great grandparents that trauma is installed within the DNA genetics. And so you might even be experiencing or healing something that's been ancestral for so long that you are the one now in your family to, to take control and heal that for yourself and others. So that's my perspective. That, that really is interesting. So um, uh, did you guys want to talk about this, of uh, the Akhenaten thing that you guys put together? The, I guess that was the sessions you did with Trina. Like, I'd love to hear about what you guys did. And um, I know you did it at the Conscious Life Expo, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So this is a very interesting story and in how this got started. 
Um, so back in 2020, probably 21, 20 to 21, um, I really started seeing a lot of Akhenaten and Amenhotep IV. I would see books, I would see images, I would hear. And for me at that time, it would come and go in such waves that I recognized it, but I didn't really think much about it. You know, it's like going to the book and, or going to the bookstore and seeing a cover and just not thinking much of it and passing it by. But the more I passed it by, the more I kept seeing this Akhenaten image in my life. And it was coming through so strongly that, um, you know, months and months, I mean, literally months, this probably went on for months to a year. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, universe, like I want to meet this Akhenaten. And I just left it as that. And I, you know, was of course open to what would happen next. And it was not much, much later that I met Trina. And that was very interesting because we did meet at the LA Conscious Life Expo, not even knowing the other person was going to be there. And we started conversing about hypnosis and who we are and, you know, just as if you were to meet somebody new. And um, she told me about her past lives, but she didn't really go into detail. And as our conversations went on, she shared with me that her past life essence was of Akhenaten. And as soon as she told me that, I knew, I knew that this was, this connection was here for a reason. And I was just like, I was literally just taken back and I had to just take a breath and a moment. And I told her, I know this is going to sound weird, but I've been waiting to meet you. And I don't know how she felt, um, but we really just connected. And I shared with her my experience of, of why I was waiting to meet her and how that happened. And so from there at that event, I asked her if she would like to do a future event and to work on a book. I'm a person that gets visions quite regularly. I do see a lot of the future uh, timelines. And one of the timelines I saw was I saw us working together, doing live events. And I also saw us working on a book together. And so that's what we're doing now. Um, and Trina, would you like to share your perspective so far? Of Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Melanie. Um, when I met you, uh, there was an instantaneous connection between you. Uh, you mentioned that you were Anubis, also ancient Egyptian. And um, yeah, there was an immediate connection. And yeah, I did agree to have something done the following year at the Conscious Life Expo. And I was thinking to myself, that's a year, that's that's a long time, things can change. And, and you know, if I back out, that's, I'll give her plenty of time, plenty of notice. But then I went to Egypt. And um, uh Lots of things happened in Egypt, especially at the Valley of the Kings, where I was visiting uh, the, the tomb of uh, Tutankhamun, uh, the son of Akhenaten. And so it was quite profound when I went there. His mummy is there, which you can view. And I was like, okay, if I'm Akhenaten, I should feel something from looking at you know, the tomb of my son. 
So nothing happened and the guards were taking pictures of me and then decided to go back up. And um, when I looked at him again, it's just like a rush of Kundalini energy. Something happened to me where I started speaking this light language, like this ancient Egyptian language. And I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, people are gonna see me. What's going on? Like my, it wasn't Trina. It was like something took over my body, the essence of an Akhenaten. I was doing these hand symbols, looking at my son. And it was because I didn't mourn him. I was looking at him like the sadness inside my soul of not mourning my son it just and so the guards like um i don't know if i should say this but they shushed everyone out so i could you know have my moment with you know Tutankhamun, and um they let me have this this space where i could you know just be there and then they let people back in it was quite profound i mean the light language was um very ancient and i could feel it in my soul and and i started crying and i i couldn't stop i felt so embarrassed but um but they saw that something was happening so um they let me usually they don't the the guards they didn't want you to um kind of do any of that but they knew, so it was quite profound and then uh, because of that i knew that something would come through when melanie regressed me um at the conscious life expo so we can maybe talk about, we kind of did a trial run that Friday before our event on Sunday, just because, you know, we had never worked together on that. So um, maybe Melanie, you can take over if you have any other questions, Rob. No, no, I just wanted to say that like, there's something that we all have that Egypt, like I think a lot of the people that kind of incarnate in this time, cause I'll just tell you like, Melanie, just like you, like I have a friend, her name's Maya. She does, um, she goes by the name SOSQHT. She does like um, BQH and like aura hypnosis. It's like, I guess it's like, a, she learned it from, um, I'm trying to think of that woman's name. Um, uh, 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 Rising Phoenix Aurora, you guys know her? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's who she, uh, she, who she learned from. But anyway, so Maya went, just done regression. She has a connection to Egypt. I feel like I have a connection to Egypt and I know my ex had a connection to Egypt because we all regress back to Egypt, but like, and then you guys have a connection to Egypt. Like, what do you think it is about the star seeds in this time? Like now, cause I believe we're all star seeds. What do you think it is about a star seed that we're all regressing back to Egypt? And like, what was it in you guys' case that drew you to Egypt? If that makes any sense. So for me, um, I first learned about my connection to Egypt and my very first uh, hypnosis regression. I had um, immediately regressed back to as Anubis or the essence as Anubis. Um, that was very interesting to me. Um, I've always felt uh, I guess this is a little bit more personal, but even growing up, there were things in my life that just kind of was a little on, on the darker end. Like I used to want to be a mortician, do bombing. Um, I was not squeamish at all. There was, I mean, even still now I, I work, I do some death work. I help with death transition or any arrangements that need to be around that. So when I learned about that through the regression, again everything is just cellular and within our dna so it it makes up the parts of who we are and the star seeds that are here on a mission 
it's more than likely we were going to be in Egypt or Atlantis or at Stonehenge. And I believe the reason for that is because we are ancient souls and the universe is always creating and birthing new souls. And so I don't believe everybody here on earth is a star seed. I believe there are very new souls, fresh souls, and they very well could be star seeds. I don't, I don't know that. I can't really say that, but I believe that the people that are coming here now, it is to help earth. You know, you mentioned SOS earlier. And so the earth is in some serious shit and needs some serious help. And I believe the qualified souls, ancient souls, the ones that have been here that have been doing, doing this for millions of years, we have the experience and skill to come forward in this time to assist with this awakening and those that are going through this process, whether they are having trouble or whether they are excelling in their mission. There are star seeds that are here that are completely awake. They're doing their work. They're on task. They're ahead of the game. Uh, they're very fruitful. But then there are also star seeds here that are here that are, you know, covered with addiction and depression and sadness and grief and who have not yet turned to that inner work to address their inner healing to figure out who they are and why they are here. And for example, I'm a great example because I used to be very suicidal and I was going to give up in 2018. And that was partially the reason why I had my first QHHT session is because I was at my end point. I was like, okay, universe, tell me why I'm here or I'm checking out. You know, this is a load of crap. This it's hard place. It's not easy. And so I think once we get to that point where we're ready to open that door and figure out, you know, more of, of our origins and why we're here, I think that a lot more people will have that understanding and compassion within themselves to ask more questions and to assist each other and help each other during this time. Wow. Well, you, what you just said was so powerful. I couldn't agree more because like, I know I, I felt similar to you at points in my life. I did like, you know, and then I kind of started my podcast and that kind of gave me like direction or, you know, like some kind of purpose. I feel like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and I, I get uh, messages from people all the time. Like, who they could very well be starseeds, but they're dealing with like a addiction and depression. And it seems like it's just like rampant in like our community. Like it's not just like, you know, like, you know, earth it's, it's really particular in this community. I, I, it's cause I think I agree with exactly everything you said. It's like Earth's so hard. I don't, I don't know why we choose to come here or why we keep choosing to come back. It's like, I, I'll tell you if like, if somebody said to me, like if I died tomorrow, and somebody said to me, you got to go back. I'd be like, there's no way I'm going back. There's no way. I, I, I'm kind of kidding. I, think I, probably, I mean, like, I might come back. I don't know. Because there's a lot of good stuff, too, right? But, I mean, it's very hard. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think of it, if you want to rip off that? What do you think? Yeah. I, I would say, hey, Rob, once you go back, your soul's like, let's do it again. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get bored enough on the spirit side that you want to go back into yeah. the physical. And um, I really think that tuning into 
tuning into that sadness and depression and addiction, we have to also realize as star seeds that we are hypersensitive and mm-hmm. we do feel everything around us because everything is in us. Yeah. And so we also have to recognize that what we're feeling is not our own. And we have to give some of that back to other people so that we can take care of ourselves in that in that way. Yeah. Um sorry, go ahead, Trina. Oh, I was just gonna add, Rob, that I have a really strong connection to the planet Sirius A. Uh, a lot of uh, ancient Egyptians, I, I believe Akhenaten was from that planet. And a lot of, um, yeah, star seeds. I mean, we're from all over uh, the galaxy with different planetary uh, connections. But yeah, I have a strong connection to Sirius A. And I channel this collective from there as well. And um, they actually came in first. And then Akhenaten came through them. So it was kind of, uh, and then during the Sunday event, only Ognaughton came through. So it was pretty, pretty cool to have them come in as well. Yeah, you guys were going to get into that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get sidetracked, but I mean, I guess that's kind of what happens in a podcast. You go, we go to <laughs> different directions, but like you were going to talk about, you guys were starting to talk about the event and how you kind of plan for it. And then what happened if you want to go talk about that. Yeah. So we did a pre-session uh, the day the, before our live regression. Um, we did not touch on any subjects that were going to overlap with the main event. Uh, the pre-session was more of just to have an introduction to this energy. Um, since I had not worked with Trina ever before, um, I felt it was very important that uh, she also have this opportunity because though she was familiar with the past experience, she, Part, many parts of her still had not reconnected with that or ex- accepted what had happened during that time. So we took this time to kind of just do an overview of what is, what's good for Trina and what's good for the event. And we did get some personal questions, uh, you know, to help balance and align both of our energies so that we would be prepared for the event. Um, did you want to add anything about the event or the, the pre-session, Trina, about that, your experience? Um, no, well, Akhenaten yeah. came through and, um, we had a kind of a Q and A with the people that were there filming. And then we had some assistants there just watching. And, um, there were some pr- profound things that happened, um, with kind of, um, Akhenaten reading the energy of each and every every individual person and with a message on uh healing so it was pretty much tuning into the energy and and an instantaneous healing occurred during those that time with the three people that were in the room with with us which was are you highly psychic trina yes i thought so i got picked up on that like do you do readings and stuff too or yeah, I do. Um, I just had a retreat um, on Akashic Record reading, light language, and uh, channeling with um, a couple of other women. Melanie and I are going to work together in August, but it was really profound. Um, I channeled a lot and got messages for different people. And yes, yeah, my it's the veil has gotten much, much thinner. Thanks. Oh yeah, I mean, what well, I mean, because I I have psychics on my show every week, and like they do readings for the audience and like i usually get about like 30 40 people watching like 
I, if you guys ever want to come on and we could do like a live session, you know, I don't mm. know if we could kind of talk about this. We could do psychic stuff. Like, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something to think about in the future as well. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to be doing the conversations with Akhenaten event in August. That mm. will be a live event. So anybody can show up. Um, it will be limited space. So if you are interested, um, that's available, but that will also be, uh, live stream through zoom and also available for anyone who can't make it. So that's a remote option, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the instantaneous feelings that happened in that room were just fascinating. And I knew from that point that we had something special and we do, you know, this is, this is an experience that. I don't think anybody has ever experienced and this is going to be something that many people are going to want to pay attention to tune into because whether you're at that event or not, you're still going to experience something that will change your life. And I think the instantaneous healings are fascinating. And we also take uh, life questions from anybody mm. that are there. And the event itself at the expo was was definitely something else. There are probably about 50 people and we are working on a documentary. And since we're working on that book as well, uh, we wanted. I wanted to really present this in a way that was for the collective. You know, it's not for me and it's not for Trina. Uh, what we're doing is very selfless. It's it's for the information and so that we can help people better understand themselves and again why we're here and i think with that in-person interaction and opportunity to to kind of tune in to oneself and that ancient history because again like you said a lot of us have connection with ancient egypt and everybody that was there in that live event at the expo they were all from egypt and so if you feel called to this it's more than likely because you have a connection to egypt mm -hmm. and this event alone will awaken you and really get your mind thinking about those questions and what's really out there well, here's what I'm trying to wait. So like Akhenaten is going to answer the questions and he gives healings or like what? I, yeah. Yeah. So, so since I do the regression, um, Trina is the, is our subject. And since she has regressed back before as Akhenaten, we basically bring that essence back forward and through, and she speaks, uh, Egyptian language and, being under regression, eyes closed, uh, completely in tune with the universe and anybody there, uh, that's, you know, that's when we take questions. And then if she feels anybody in the audience, uh, then she's a, a system and share that, share that part with them, Trina, about that. Well, um, so I could feel the energy like I did in the, the, kind of the rehearsal 
uh, regression on that Friday. And on Sunday, I could feel the energy of the people in the room. And so I was calling up people this, I could feel someone had an intense headache and like a migraine. I said, whoever has a migraine, please come up. So this woman came up, my eyes were closed. And um, I said, may I hold your hand? So I held her hand. I spoke the, that light language, this ancient Egyptian language. And um, I don't remember everything because I was, but um, she came up to me afterwards. She said, as soon as you held my hand and spoke that light language, my migraine went away. And then I called upon other people that I felt in the room. And my girlfriend, at the, uh, our girlfriend was in the audience. She said, Trina, when she came up to you, she was limping. And, and then when you held her and said your light language, she walked back like she could run a half marathon, like she didn't even limp. And so we did this couple of times and we asked for Q&A and um, we asked, um, I think Akhenaten held like the first thing was about a collective uh, collective message to everyone in the room and to humanity. And then the Q&A came and then healings came. And then do you wanna tell them about uh, the gentleman that um, asked me the question and you asked him to come up and read it himself? That was very yes. profound. Yeah, so during the, um the event, it was very limited. I think we only had 45 minutes to do all of this. And so there was a point in the the event where I asked people if they had any questions, please write it down and bring them to the front. Um, I was not having anybody ask questions because I, I wanted to be the only one working with and talking to Trina. Well, as I was going through these questions, um, I came across a piece of paper. Um, I couldn't quite read the handwriting right away, but once I was able to really figure it out and what the question was, I felt I was not the person to ask that question. And so there was stuff in that. I mean, it, it was, it was a back and front, you know, it was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so I called this person up I said, okay, who wrote this question? This person raises his hand, he comes forward, and I do not read the paper. I do not say anything to him or to the crowd or to Trina. And uh, we give this gentleman a mic and I ask him to present his question. And so he comes forward and he asks his question, who is your killer? right? Very short. It's not as long as what was on the paper, but that was his question. So, so I asked him to come forth and hold my hand. And once again, I spoke that light language and I said to him, we meet again in this lifetime. You're my trusted advisor. You did not kill me, but you're blamed for it. And then he just started bawling. And I didn't and know. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. That, and first, when I saw and heard that, that blew my mind because on this piece of paper, it said, I was your trusted advisor. I was blamed for your death or for killing you. And um, like, who was your killer and this and that. And so all the details were on the paper and it, it just blew me away, even knowing even though I know the possibilities of this, it still it still takes me back 
and blows me away. So continue with that. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, my, my nice. eyes were closed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So there was no way. There was no way I could have seen on the paper. My eyes were closed the whole time, but the energy that he emitted for me, it was a familiar energy. Like we had lived during that time and he was my advisor, a trusted wow. one because I was poisoned by uh, someone that wasn't trusted that lifetime. That's fascinating. Like this sounds like this whole event was like really, really fascinating. And like, I can't wait for you guys to do this again. This is amazing. Like, um, so uh, when, when is this, like, when is it going to be? And, uh, and is it going to be on your YouTube channel then um, Melanie or what, what are you doing? Yeah, so the event itself is going to be in August. We don't have any set specific dates, but we are working on that now. Um, so please let us know if you are interested. Um, the event will also be shared through Zoom and we'll more than likely share it on YouTube, but probably not till after it's done. Um, we are going to be selling tickets for the event because you do get to ask a question. Um, if you're there in person, more than likely you'll have instantaneous healing. And we don't know how that's actually going to work with remote. I mean, maybe there's someone across the world that Trina's going to pick up on and say, oh, you, you need this healed. And so we never really know what's going to happen. And that's, that, that's the neat part of it. And so anything is possible. And we're, we are going to have these events as much as we can so if anybody's interested in it all um just please just reach out and and yeah just stay connected i know um, i i just tell you i i mean for my psychic shows i use Streamyard. that's something to consider i mean but you want to do it you're like doing more of like an event but like like what i do is i have the psychic come on and then she'll answer questions from the comment section of the audience and usually it's weird like they get like confirmations which is like and i'm like how are you giving it i mean it's like amazing that someone can pick up on someone's energy just from their picture up on youtube you know what i mean like because i'm only intuitive i'm not full-blown psychic so like i it's so psychic phenomena still amazes me and the stuff that you guys are doing amazes me so i'll definitely be there i mean for sure but um <laughs> Where was I going to go with that? Um, oh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you before we finish up, Melanie, is um, you uh, you, you uh, said in your Coast interview that you had you found out you had abduction experiences when you were a kid. Did you look into that at all? And, like, what, what happened? Do you know anything? Or what do you I – mean, Yeah, so I have had a line or stream of events happen, and that, that – drew me to get my own regression. Uh, once I started getting my own regressions um, to learn about my abductions, um, it was more of just being ready to hear the information. So I would get a session here, session there, maybe once a year, maybe every once a year and a half, because you really have to process that information that comes through. Um, I learned that I've been abducted since I was three years old. And I was taken to uh, by by ancient greys in these smaller ships, and they would take me and other beings and humans to the mothership, and that's where we would do our psychic abilities classes. Um, and it's it's so interesting now because I actually have quite a bit of people coming to me 
to learn more about their abilities. And so that's something else that I do offer is I offer that assistance for anyone who's struggling with their abilities or might not know what type of abilities they have. Uh, but within that regression, I just kept learning a little bit more about myself. And I learned I have hybrid children here on earth and as well as in different realms. And I'm still learning about myself. And I have learned that I was chosen amongst many to come here during this time to fulfill this mission, to carry on this mission. It's not an original mission. This is something that's been going on and taking place for a while. And if you are familiar with Dolores Cannon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And to carry on this work and mission is is definitely it's it's honoring and i accept that and i i love what i do i don't see it as work i see it as play and you know those having those regressions for myself are very important and i still haven't learned about myself completely i'm still learning about myself every single day and my evolution you know where am i from and who am I? And, you know, just, just more of those deeper questions um, that as our human minds can get stuck on. Mm. And so I really feel um, my connection with the extraterrestrial uh, beings, you know, humans are extraterrestrial. There's, there's no such thing as extraterrestrial. We are just, you know, all beings. And, um, I still have experiences and quite frequently, I don't even record them anymore. It's so regular. It's so normal to me that I don't talk about it much, but as I learn about myself, I'm going to be putting that information into a book as well. And so that's going to be uh, more personal and to share with other people. Cause I feel, you know, if, if I'm having these experiences, someone else's, and I think that's where we can help each other and learn more, especially with compassion. You know, if it, you know, you're, you have a typical skeptic podcast. And so those people that are skeptics and ask questions, they might just have, they just might be afraid, you know, they, their conditioning may have been, you know, they probably saw all of the negative or fed all of the negatives about extraterrestrials. And so that's probably you know, their confusion or a fear that they might have. But I think it's really important for people to open up their minds and just be open to to different types of, of information that comes through. Well, no, see, like, you, I, you, like, where you, like, follow Dolores Cannon, like, I was, like, a student of Art Bell. So, like, I have, like, everybody on my show. Like, I've had Elena Danan on my show, who channels the Galactic Federation. But I've also had, like, Eve Lorgan and James Bartley on my show, we talk about negative ETs. Like, so I cover everything from all spectrum. Yeah. But I, but what I was going to say was like, you're, you're right. But th there's a difference. Like if there's people who are skeptics and then there's people who are cynics, I'm a skeptic, which means like I question things, which I think you should always question things, but you should be open-minded to accept everything into your field. There's a difference. Like people have kind of ruined the name skeptic. Like they, people have given the name skeptic a bad name. I'm trying to give skeptic a good name because you should question things. If you're not questioning things, if you just accept everything blindly, then mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what that is. That does, I, you know what I mean? And I'm not right. saying anybody's doing that. I'm just saying like, 
I'm yep. just trying to say like the perspective where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. And I encourage everybody to ask questions and to keep yeah. asking questions because that's where a, the expansion starts is within yourself and the willingness to want to ask those questions and that curiosity. Yeah. Um, well, one, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, I thought was really cool is you were able to get like some really cool UFO footage on your YouTube channel. And I want all my subscribers to go to your YouTube channel and subscribe. Like what, what can you talk about what you got on there? And yeah. Yeah. So on the videos, there's, I believe there's two videos. Um, there's actually, there's actually three. One hasn't been quite shared, but the two that are on there, uh, one is from a time of 2015 when a friend and I were coming back from White Sands and just out of nowhere, she's like, well, what do we do? You know, I'm kind of bored. And the drive was about three or four hours back. And so I said, well, just look for a UFO. And she said, well, how do I do that? I said, just look up. <laughs> and so some time went by later and sure enough, she saw a UFO. Uh, she pointed it out. I saw it pulled over, got out of the car, recorded it. And I knew that was the first time I knew what I saw. And from that time, I mean, for the next month or two, I kept dreaming about ETs. And I don't think they were just coincidental dreams. I really think they were memories that were starting to, to surface. And that's when it really started for me and from there, another video of this year, 2023, I was on my way into town and I saw a group of like red orange lights that were appearing out of the sky and they would kind of descend downwards to the ground. And they just kept doing that. They just kept showing up and going down to the ground. And it was just so interesting. I'd never seen anything like that. Um, and another clip that's on my channel that I haven't quite shared publicly. It's out there publicly, but I haven't shared it publicly yet till now. Um, in my first book, Quantum Disclosure Project, Revelations 1, The Beginning, there is a transcript hypnosis regression session of a woman who came to me to discover and reveal the missing time from when she was in an airplane and I believe 1972 in here in New Mexico. And with that regression, there was a part of that that was very fascinating to me. And when it came down to it, the entire plane was abducted and taken into a different dimension. On this recording, and it's not in my book, I mean, I, I wrote about it, but you can't hear it because it's on the recording, but that's why I put this video recording on my channel. You can hear the energy on the recording distort. And it was the exact moment that the airplane was taken into a different dimension. And so it's, it's kind of a quick, quick snippet. And I made a short video um, of what, you know, she probably could have experienced, but to me, the most important part was to look at was that distortion in that recording and that would we would consider an evp and that's that's just stuff that you don't hear everyday normal and 
that that's that's great you should listen to and watch watch that one too that's cool that's so cool that's like i i saw that and i, I didn't have time to watch it but i'm gonna go back and watch it now like yeah. i saw i saw it said like, like women gets abducted when she's on a, a flight and i was like oh my god that's like that's like really like and i mean and for the frequency to change like that like yeah. that's 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 amazing stuff like that's why i definitely feel like there's definitely 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 something to this hypnosis like and and, and like i mean i know there is because i've had regressions myself but i mean like i think it's even more than we're thinking like kind of like just to kind of summarize everything like kind of like how you guys have been able to bring Akhenaten to like the forefront how other people have been able to heal themselves how you've been able to heal yourself like you're like a walking sign of like how like of like the new not new age but like you're the you're the walking sign of like new healing of the new earth kind of like the things like Dolores Cannon talked about like yeah. um, and other people that like we're going to be in this new earth and we're going to be able to heal each other and we're going to be it's going to be more peaceful and we're going to have higher consciousness and better awareness and I mean do you agree with that and yeah I do believe it I believe in I believe in miracles and magic and any absolutely anything is possible if you want to create that if you want to heal yourself if you're suffering and if you're tired of suffering you know there's there's a way out of that and it's it's simple because everything is energy and matter and without matter and energy you don't you don't even have a body you don't have a soul and so when you merge the power of your soul and and the strength of your spirit and you merge that with the you know that that just longing to heal yourself and to be free within your body you know being in this realm it's so dense and heavy and we we need to make that choice whether we just want to keep suffering and wallowing in that suffering or if we really want to take that time and you know understand just as just simple questions start asking questions and that's where it starts so. yeah can i add to that um as dolores cannon always says we're here to manipulate energy you know through our imagination through our creativity creative uh creativity and it's just Manipulating that we can endless possibilities what we can create and miracles are real magic is real it's, You know just knowing that and we can accomplish anything Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I think that's really well said well, um, I'll just give you the floor Is there anything else you guys want to cover today that we might have not touched on or? Um... Um, I have the quantum disclosure website project uh, website. It's quantum disclosure project.com. Uh, you can check out that for uh, my book, uh, which is also on Amazon, but you can find any links and information about events, upcoming events, podcasts. Uh, you can meet the team members. Uh, we do have a, a nice group that is, you know, supporting this, this mission. And so that's also important. And, also, you know, it's not just about us that are that's doing this. It's about the collective and we're all about disclosure and we are all disclosing the right information at the right time. And so just keep in mind that we're doing this together. 
I, I agree. That's really well said. Well, th I just want to, uh, and, and you can send me all the links if you want. I'll put them in. I'm going to post this tomorrow. And uh, sure. I just want to um, thank you so you much. Like, anything, Trina? Oh, no, no. You said it so eloquently. It's just perfect what you said. Um, yeah, no, I don't have anything to add except thank you so much for having us on your show, Rob. Yeah, this was awesome. I'm really happy we did this. And um, yeah, I'll send you guys a link when I post it. And um, I'll send you the file too, if you want to post it on your channel too. So sure. it's up to you. And and, uh, and thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it was very nice meeting you. And and, and uh, yeah, thank you again and have a good night. Yes, yeah. thank you. And I'll, you know, very blessed to to have this opportunity. Thank I you. wanted to ask you real quick, like, have you ever been to Roswell? Uh, we're, we're not required.